Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So you're in public, and maybe your child is doing something that you think is disrespectful. Maybe they're not following the rules exactly as they should be, and it gets embarrassing, and it's hard because you're used to being judged. Well, how do you handle that situation? I want to really delve into this because sometimes I think that our expectations of our kids and ourselves are completely wrong, and it leads to really bad consequences for the relationship, for the child's view of himself, and we need to fix that. So I want to talk about that on today's episode of the Calm Parenting Podcast. So welcome. This is Kirk Martin, founder of Celebrate Calm. You can find us at CelebrateCalm.com if you need help. Talk to our son, who frequently embarrassed us in public, which, by the way, was not his issue. It was our issue, because if we got embarrassed, that was our own immaturity, right? Allowing the opinions of another person, usually judgmental, to determine or change how we act toward our child. That was our issue. But you talk to Casey. His name's, uh, his email is Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, at CelebrateCalm.com. Tell him all about your child. It'll bring back memories of his childhood, and he'll be like, yep. I was pretty much your child, and my dad, mom, pretty much like you guys are doing, and he'll help you out. We'll both help you out. This is our family mission. So let me tell you this story. So we're at a live event, and by the way, if you want us to come speak at your school, church, synagogue, mosque, uh, uh, adoption, foster care conference, homeschool conference, let us know. We'll come and speak. So we're at a live event, and there's this boy, he's about age 10 there. And so during the break and toward the end of the evening, he's off to the side of the auditorium, crawling across the seats of chairs on his knees, right? And I had gotten to know this family before the workshop because I always talked to people and they had been aware of our stuff, had all of our programs. And so I noticed his parents a little irritated, anxious, a little embarrassed. And so I stopped my presentation and made this point. I pointed and I said, hey, see this young man over here? This is what he's supposed to be doing. Kids are supposed to be curious. It would be weird if a kid sat perfectly still for two hours through an adult presentation, especially after sitting school, sitting still at school all day, right? And I know his good parents sitting up front, which they were, I know they're concerned. They're probably irritated. They're self-conscious. Right, and they're shooting their son the evil eye, prompting him to stop and come sit down. Because look, in the middle of a calm presentation in front of the calm guy, they can't like get up and like scream at their child. So they're like trying to get him like come sit down. And what I said was, I'm glad this young man is ignoring his parents right now, because he isn't doing anything wrong. In fact, 
we need to affirm this child, this young man, for some really good choices that he's making. Look what he didn't do. And by the way, that's a really great formulation sometimes to get perspective when you get a call from school because your child butt in line in the, ca- in the cafeteria or wanted to go first and they're like, oh, oh, well, just think what he didn't do. He didn't come up and stab some kid in the back with scissors and stomp on him to get his lunch first, right? Like, think with perspective. Think what they didn't do because it could almost always be a lot worse, right? And I like the formulation of it would be weird, right, if he was perfectly still. So think what he didn't do. He didn't get up and run across the stage. He's not jumping from chair to chair on his feet, right, putting his feet on the chairs. He's not hurtling over the chairs like my son would have done. He's not making noises or interrupting one. He's not even bugging his parents saying, Mom, Dad, when do we get to leave this boring talk? Come on, this is stupid. He wasn't doing any of that. He moved over to the side, away from everyone else, toward the back. He knew he needed to move, and so he did it in a respectful way. But we miss that oftentimes, don't we? Because we have wrong expectations of our kids and ourselves, right? And so what I said was, I'd like to take a moment and give a round of applause to this young man for quietly meeting his sensory needs, getting some exercise in a respectful way without interrupting anyone. And I want to give a round of applause to these parents for raising such a smart, respectful young man. But see, that's not what you usually hear, is it? That whole scene could have ended differently because a lot of people at school and other situations are often like, what do you usually hear? Why can't your son sit still? Can you believe he's crawling over the chairs during the presentation? Haven't you, haven't, don't you guys know how to discipline your son? And you hear all that, you get judged. And after a while, it just becomes oppressive to you, right? And it's overwhelming. And after a while, the strong-willed child just tunes everything out or becomes very defiant because all he ever hears is the negative from everybody, what he's doing wrong. And no one stops to notice all the good choices he's made. And if you don't change that, that child will grow up and be truly defiant and very angry. So here are a few steps I would take. One, normalize your child's behavior. I mentioned this before. I like this formulation. It would be weird if toddlers didn't make messes and stick things in their mouths all the time. Why? Because that's their job description, to be curious and ruin your agenda and get into things because every day they wake up and the whole world is new to them. It would be weird if siblings didn't fight much of the time. Why? Because since the beginning of time, siblings have fought. Just like if you are stuck together with another person for a long period of time, i.e. your spouse, you will end up fighting and arguing, right? It's normal. It would be weird if kids didn't act impulsively in school and try to make the other kids laugh. Of course they're going to do that. Look, you want want your nine-year-old being impulsive. 
you don't want your 35-year-old spouse being impulsive, right? They're supposed to be impulsive when they're young. It's how they learn. It would be weird if middle school kids didn't do the minimal work necessary just to get by. What middle school child comes home every day and is like, Mom, Dad, I'm really motivated. I've got a vision for my future. I'm hoping you give me some extra chores because I asked the teacher to give me some extra homework. See, that would be odd, right? But it's very normal for middle school kids to kind of shut down a little bit because they're going through all the hormonal things and all the changes. It would be weird if your, te- if your teenager said, Mom, Dad, you guys have so much wisdom. Could you continue to lecture me every day for at least 15 or 30 minutes after school every day? Because I- I'd love to soak up all of that hard-earned wisdom, right? That would be weird. So you normalize things. So you normalize expectations. I'm not saying you have to take it. Look, if your child is disrespectful towards you, you don't have to take that. You can demonstrate self-respect. And I've shown you how to do that in plenty of podcasts. You can give consequences. You can let them know that's not the way you're going to talk to me. And if you think you're going to talk to me like that, and I'm going to run the meal service and a taxi service and a laundry service. Yeah, not happening, right? Of course, and I like this formulation, these words. Of course, kids are going to make bad choices. Of course, a child is going to sneak things into bed. Why? Look, why wouldn't he? That's their job description, right? And I'm trying to make it so that you don't get all freaked out about everything that a child does, that somehow they have integrity issues or you're a bad parent because your child tried to sneak something extra when that's built into human nature. Of course, they want to get away with things, right? So stop getting so flustered and taking it so personally. Normalize your child's behavior. Number two, adjust your expectations of your child and yourself. Otherwise, both you and your child will always feel like failures. And if it's one thing that I hear from people who download our programs, especially on that new app, because it's really hard to hear, is they will say, you made me actually feel like I'm a good parent. Like you understand what it's like for the kids, but you understand what it's like to be a parent of one of these kids and be judged for everything. And I actually feel like I have tools to enjoy my child again, right? And that's what I want for you. This is one of the primary action steps that I take. When I do phone consultations with parents, I help them simply identify what is important and what is not. Because most of what we're focusing on isn't really the real issue. Number three, Stop trying to change or fix things that don't need to be changed or fixed, right? Sometimes we're reacting to things and we're just creating power struggles over issues that just don't matter, right? Number four, stop pointing out everything your child is doing wrong or everything they could be doing better, right? This is that classic, hey, nice job. But see, as soon as you go to but, you just negated everything you said before and they won't hear any of it. And that's what crushes spirits, right? And you will, I guarantee your kids when they're older, they will end up saying, Mom, Dad, all I ever heard when I was a kid is all the things you weren't happy with, all the things I, I didn't do well enough, and then you never really noticed the things that I did well. And that will really destroy your relationship, and it will destroy your child's confidence. So number five, start noticing what your child is already doing well. The reason you have a hard time with this is because it feels like you're letting them get away with all these other things and you're not, 
right? And you're, and you're anxious because it's like, well, but what if I notice that, but I don't point out all these things? Well, let me ask you a question. You've been lecturing and pointing things out that they've been doing wrong literally for years, and it hasn't motivated your child, has it? So begin, right? Begin noticing what they're doing well. You can even ask, what didn't they do wrong that they could have, right? I will just tell you, I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt, your kids will be more motivated when they feel like they have a chance to win, when they feel like you really understand them, that you're getting them, that you're noticing what they're already doing well. That night at that workshop, when I recognized that kid and said, this is what he's supposed to be doing, and look at all the good choices he's made, he calculated that, that he wasn't going to run across the chairs on his feet, but he did it on his knees, even though that's not as fun. It's not as comfortable, but he did that. And we have to recognize that. See, that kid would be now way more motivated to do better and to listen to his parents because we've done that. So let's make that our goal this week. If you need help with it, reach out to C-A-S-E-Y at CelebrateCalm.com. Let's know about your family. We'll help you out. If you need help financially, with any of our programs, just ask Casey about that or just go online and get it. We've got it on sale and it's cheaper than therapy. I can guarantee you that. And go through the programs, let your kids listen to the programs. They'll feel very understood. But if we can help you in any way, please let us know. Love you all. Bye-bye.